0: Welcome to Apparently Speaking, the podcast from Northeast Ohio Parent Magazine, with your host, Miriam Conner.
1: Hi, this is Miriam. Welcome to the latest episode of Apparently Speaking. Today I'm going to be talking with three academic life coaches about being a teenager today, balancing it all, and some things that come along with trying to do that. This episode is sponsored by Lawrence School, where great minds don't think alike. For the one in five children who have learning differences and attention deficits, Lawrence School is a transformative place that removes barriers to learning and unleashes their true potential. So I wanna welcome Life Success for Teens coaches, Coley Storer, Kayla Bernakis, and Natalie Burrell to the show. Coley Storer is a high school counselor and academic life coach. During her time as a school counselor, she's worked with students in small groups and one-on-one in the areas of time management, goal setting, the college search process, and managing stress and anxiety. Before working in a high school setting, Coley also worked on a college campus helping students transition academically and socially. Coley earned her Bachelor's of Arts in Sociology and her Master's of Education in School Counseling, both from John Carroll University. She's a member of the American School Counselors Association, the Ohio School Counselors Association, and the National Association for College admission counseling. And Kayla Bernacis is a middle school math teacher and academic life coach. She has been recognized by the state of Ohio for her high ratings from her administrators. She's earned her academic life coach certificate in 2017, which allowed her to use her passion for teaching and coaching in an inspiring new way. Kayla earned her Bachelor of Arts degree in middle school childhood education from John Carroll University in 2015, and she is a member of the Northeast Ohio Educators Association. And Natalie Burrell is a high school psychologist and academic life coach. Natalie started Life Success for Teens as a way to make real and lasting connection with teenagers. As a school psychologist in a public school, she has 10 years of experience working with students and much of her job involves assessing students to help determine their strengths and weaknesses and then provides appropriate intervention. Her first part of coaching her favorite part of coaching is encouraging her students from the sidelines as they discover and reach their goals. So I want to welcome you three. Thank you so much for being on the show. It was thank a long, long bio because you have so many <laughs> credentials and I even took some stuff off. So
2: goodness. Well, thank you. We're happy to be here. <laughs> well, I'm thank really you.
1: happy for you to be here and I've been a high school teacher for 24 years. So this is really like right up my alley and I love high school students. So um, when you contacted me and when we found out about each other you know, however that happened, I was really excited because this, like I said, is something that I think is super important and it it really kind of hits home with me. I have a teenager and like I said, I've been working with teenagers for a long, long time. So welcome. Yeah. So it's just kind of, let's just talk about, you know, mentioned talking about being a, a high school student today what that involves. And I think it's a lot different than when I was a high school student. (laughs) And it just seems like it comes with a lot more stress. And therefore, we're seeing a lot of students who have a lot more anxiety and all
2: kinds of other issues. So is that what you're finding as well? Yeah, absolutely. I see a lot in the public high school where I work, there's a lot of comparison from one student to another. You know, it's what college did you get into? What's your GPA? How many AP classes are you taking? How many sports can you do? Like, can you fit all of that in? And how do you compare it to people around you and then of course you know we're always talking about technology right now but instagram facebook Snapchat. Everybody's seeing the highlight reel of everybody else's life and comparing themselves to that. And I think that added pressure is something that I know I didn't have in high school. I'm dating myself, but I graduated in 2000. So I didn't have that, but oh, please, I please. That's it. nothing. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> but we definitely didn't have that, or at least it was just starting. So what I see is the comparison to other people and then just this almost like false sense of reality, what everybody else is out there doing and achieving and looking like. Yeah. And, and really in reality, they're not half of that stuff is just yeah, right.
1: like you said, the highlight reels or the, some of it in some cases, the made up reels or whatever it is, right? you know, right. but my but filtered reel. Yeah, exactly. My filtered <laughs> reel. Yeah. Although I do like some of those filters, but, um, right. So, so how do you coach these teens to, to deal with that?
3: Um, I think it starts with just defining what their strengths are. Um, One of my clients this past, I had her for the whole semester, um, she was dealing with a lot of that um, added pressure. And we started with just like a list of everything that is admirable and great about you because they get caught up in the negative all the time and they don't stop to think about what have I accomplished so far this year? You know, they, they, they're always thinking about, you know, what could I be doing better rather than what have I done so I like far? That. Yeah. And then they can kind of go back to that list, right? especially
1: if they're feeling that right. way. And then we can go, add to oh, wow, look to at it. that. Mm -hmm. And in in most cases, in all cases, they've all done something, you know, to feel good about. You know, it doesn't have to be this huge award-winning thing, but there are things that you can find that they should all feel good about, just to make them realize it and pull that out.
3: Right. Well, and for some of them, it's it's just the fact that they're doing it all. Like a lot of the clients that we have are in sports, or they're in drama club, or you know, student council and key club, and (laughs) or all of them. Yeah, (laughs) all all at one time. Yeah, right. (laughs) And then they're in on classes Mm -hmm. and the list goes on and on so sometimes the fact that they are getting up every day and doing all of that is something to be celebrated in itself and they don't they, they don't think about that because that's just what they're just doing. Just what you do. That's right. what they
1: think they're supposed to do. So yeah, but you're right. right. That's a lot to, to handle and to mm-hmm. do and to be successful at. So right. I like that. And yeah, like you said, you guys mentioned the grades and stuff and it seems like now if you don't have, you know, a 4.8 GPA, right. you're like Oh, you know, what am I going to do? I'm, a, you know. You're not getting into I'm a college. loser. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know so I I don't know and I, you know, with my own right. daughter and she has awesome grades, you know, and I tell her all the time like this is these are great grades and you're, you know, I asked her once cuz she was upset over a B one time she's going to kill me when she listens to this. <laughs> but um, you know, and I was like, "Do you want to go to Harvard?" Which is great if you do. You know what I mean? Yep. That that's not right. something I'm not putting it down. I think that's awesome. And you know, but I knowing her, you know, and she mm-hmm. said, "No." And I said, "Okay, then you're going to be able to pretty much go wherever you want, you know, with these grades and, you know, all this, are you, you know, let's be realistic here. And, and, you know, no one's going to say you got to be once on a test. You're not getting into this college, you know, but they, she thinks
2: that way, you know, they don't have their, their brain yet. Isn't, they can't look at total reality. Right. So, And right. thinking I got a B on a test sometimes to them equates to I failed mm-hmm. or I'm not smart or I'm yeah. not as smart as the person next to right. me. Right. Someone got, yeah. you know, this
1: person always gets 100% and so I work my butt off and I got an right. 89.
2: Exactly. Mm -hmm. Which is like, oh, you know, just some of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's that little negative voice that we Mm. all have. We call it the inner critic in some of our activities that just kind of plays in the background sometimes um, and tells things, you know, tells you things about yourself. Like, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. And we find that we have to do a lot of work to quiet that. Noise and kind of turn up a lot of the positive self talk, and yeah. that's a hard thing to it do. It is with a teenagers. hard thing, and yeah. I think parents can fall into that a little bit oh, yes. too. You know,
1: mm-hmm. not not even on purpose, obviously, mm-hmm. but just with the comparing, or you know, my friend's child got you know has these grades or this GPA, or they're doing this or this activity. You need to do all of it too. Yes. Not 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 even you know in a good way. Like it comes from a good mm-hmm. place, I think most times. But you know, or you see we see the highlight reels, you know, on social sure. media of the other, and so it's like, oh my gosh, we're not doing this, you know. And so I think that it's hard for. Parents to you have to step back you know yeah, and say right. okay wait a second what is the point of all this what's it for is this beneficial and, it's hard
4: and I would say too kids being able to find joy in the activities they're doing so often they're just listing them all like got to beef up my resume what is yeah. what is this going to get me and then it's like okay well you're moving on to the next chapter but did you enjoy any of this? a good you point did?
1: yeah what was the point mm-hmm. of it if you didn't enjoy it or what's your is your yeah. heart into it is it just for like you said putting right. it on that piece of paper yeah. that's a
2: really good point A couple of college admission counselors that I've spoken to recently, they say it's more about the depth than the breadth Mm -hmm. of your activities. Mm -hmm. So if there's something you're really passionate about and you enjoy it, go deep. Do a couple of different activities in that rather than being, you know, a jack of all trades and participating in 20 different activities. I like that. Like you're really
1: involved in it and you really did, you know, you dove into it and sunk yourself, you know, did all these things. Yeah, I like that. Rather than just...
2: Check, 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 I was in, you know, Mm -hmm. these 15 things. Because unfortunately, everybody (laughs) starts to look the same during that college admissions process. We all have over 4.0s. We've all taken AP. We've all done every activity. But what sets you apart? And not, you know, to add the stress, but it's more what sets you apart in terms of what type of person you want to become or what are your interests or how you're going to show that you're a leader on a college campus. So those are the things that we're trying to talk to our students about rather than feeling so pressured to be involved in all of these different yeah. activities. Do they get
1: it? Like, do you see that they, can they understand kind of what you're saying when you're saying, you know, you don't need to feel pressure to be in all this stuff, but mm-hmm. just enjoy. It's hard
4: for them probably to let go a little bit. <laughs> he, he, <go> <laughs> <laughs> That's it's hard hard to to let go. go. Um, And I think it really depends on the individual. Um, A lot of times, too, students might come to you and they have this overwhelmed sense of like, oh, my gosh, I feel like I can't do it all. So it might just warrant the conversation of goal setting. So let's focus on two or three things that you want to do really well this year and focus on those Mm -hmm. um, and maybe try to let the others fall to the background for a little bit and see if that even relieves some of their stress and anxiety, too. I like that. Those are great
1: strategies, you know, and just this to, for them to stop and hear these strategies and even for the parents, yes. you know, to hear these, you know, some tools. And I I, I know I said this before on another podcast, but you know, one of my, I mean, a professor, he's just, I love, you know, I, I, I to this day love him. And he used to say bees are better. And I know I told the story, but it's weird. You're like, what? This professor was saying (laughs) bees are better. You know what? And he said, you know, because it means that you're still doing great. You're Mm -hmm. trying, you're doing great, but you're not freaking out. If you don't have that A and you're still involved in other things, yes. you have a mm-hmm. life. And it was like, wow, of course I loved hearing that. Like I think I said this before, I was like, C's are cool, yeah. maybe. I was like, yeah. But it is it is really, you know, and again, if an A is your goal, you know, it's, it's hard even as a parent because I don't want to – You know, you want them to have their high goals. If my daughter wants to get all these, I don't want to say, like, nah, just get B's. You know, you don't want to do that. You want to encourage her to reach her goals, but not being stressed out or freaking out if you get that B. Then you also don't want them to be like, oh, it's fine. It doesn't matter. So it's it's really, you know, it's hard Mm -hmm. to find that balance, you know, as a parent and help her help, you know, okay, it is fine if you get a B. Mm -hmm. If an A is your goal, I hope you reach it, and we'll do whatever you can to reach it. But if you don't, we don't need to, the world is, you know, we need to freak out. It's so yeah. true,
3: I bring that up a lot, like when you ask a kid, you know what's your what are your goals for grades this quarter? They automatically go to all a's, and I just <laughs> may not stop. be realistic exactly. in some areas right. I just stop and stare at them for a second and I say, What's a realistic <laughs> comfort zone for grades because we know that all a's aren't always attainable and then they say, well, I'm okay getting a B in this in this class. And then they start to come down because I feel like that, that shouldn't be Well if it if that is where they should be right. and they can be, then great. But
1: if they but can't if or they there can't. are some subjects that it's just maybe not going to happen at this point then they're just right. going to be discouraged and let down right. right so you want them to say right. okay maybe in, i'll just pick on math because that was my worst, worst subject so maybe in math <laughs> i'm going to set it a little bit lower mm-hmm. rather than never reaching that exactly a and feeling like i i'm dumb in math i can't do it you know but look for right. the growth
3: cuz then if they go beyond the b and they do end up getting it's the great. a then awesome. it's something to be celebrated you know we focus on celebrating you know the little things and you know it's great if they go above and beyond the goal but maybe set the goal at an I like that yeah level. I love that yeah, and then
2: the next quarter we can shoot for a little <laughs> higher right yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. do you talk I'm
1: sure it comes up just when you talk to them but like socially is that part of kind of you know, what you do, your conversations with them a little bit, does that come up? And are they, do they talk to you about like pressures that they have socially and things like that?
2: Yeah, that comes up. And some of the social issues, you know, it might be about grades or it might be about school, but some of our students actually have a hard time talking to their teachers or talking to other students or feeling like they fit in. Okay. And sometimes, you know, on the surface at school, they even might look like they're doing okay, but they're parents are telling us that they come home and they're exhausted and they're just trying to hold it together all day so yeah we do see a lot of the social issues too and we try to you know of course do activities to build their confidence and talk about motivation and but yeah that's a tough one right now it's hard Mm -hmm. and like you mentioned
1: the social media I think is a whole part of it that makes it worse in my opinion you know just because um, they're just like, like for reasons that we talked about and yeah so yeah they're trying to keep a Maybe a brave face at school all day, then they come home and it's like, yeah, it oh, takes a I lot of energy to hold
2: it together it does. It does. like it that all day, and then come home and just you know, it like does. throw yourself on the couch yeah. for a couple and hours. And they're tired, it's I mean, they, If
1: you think about it, they get up early, yes, you know, high school starts early, they're going all day, they're on all day, then they come, they have activities, and then if they, you know, anything social, and then homework, and it's a
2: lot to it's keep a up lot that to pace manage. for that age. And a lot of our students who have a hard time managing all of those things, you know, will even and help them schedule in some actual, like, self-care activities into their day. Even if they're already feeling like they're overscheduled, well, we make it a priority for them to have time in their day where it is self-care. You know, maybe you've downloaded the Headspace app and you've done some 10-minute free meditations. Or maybe you really like to take a walk or just listen to your favorite playlist. Whatever it is, we talk about making that a priority in your day because if you are so jam-packed and you're feeling stressed all day, there has to be a release for it. There has like to be some that. downtime. yeah.
1: I know when my daughter would come home, you know, of course, I'm like, oh, I missed her. I want to talk about it. I want to hear everything. And so she would come home I'm like, oh, sit down, you know, talk to me, blah, 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 blah. And she would kind of sometimes just go to her room for maybe like 10, 15 mm-hmm. minutes. And I'm like, what? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, you What's know, try like, home? okay, my ticket personally or what are you doing? And I'm like texting, are you coming down? And she's like, yeah. And then I had to realize like, okay, she obviously needs that time just to rejuvenate you know 15 (laughs) minutes whatever it is without me and then so when I realized that and just kind of let her be go up in her room whatever she's doing I'm sure she's just on her phone on her bed you know whatever but 15 20 minutes and then she would come down and then feel
0: you know, yeah, we would talk like and she would feel fine. Bit. Yeah.
1: And I'm like, you know what, that's true because during the day, you know, I've had time to do that at well, one point, right. maybe, you know, if it's short, but I still have, and she really hasn't. So, you know, as a parent, once I, you know, I kind of, I knew that, but it was like, you still want, no, talk to me, you know? So yeah. once I realized, yeah. And then just let her be. And then, Comes down and she's good, and and even yeah. now, you know, every it's summer, so but still, still, I have to realize like, okay, she needs that time to just decompress right. a little bit, you
2: know, like yes. we all do. We all do. I know. Yeah. I I don't talk to my husband for the first fifteen minutes no. when he comes home. It's <laughs> like no. he just needs That's a chill it. time. Fifteen minutes. All right. <laughs> oh, I set a timer. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah, it's the same thing. I right. get my drive home from work. That's my time to decompress. So, yeah, I yeah, understand it. Yeah, for a few minutes.
1: Yeah, we're gonna take a quick break just to hear a word from our sponsor.
0: For the 1 in 5 children who have learning differences like dyslexia and attention deficits like ADHD, Lawrence School is a transformative place that removes barriers to learning and unleashes their potential. Serving students in grades K-12 through from more than 80 communities throughout Northeast Ohio, Lawrence School empowers students who learn differently by accepting and affirming the diverse ways they learn, supporting them through their academic journey, and motivating them to excel beyond what they would believe imaginable. The result of these approaches is that students who previously struggled in the classroom are suddenly engaged, motivated, and confident in their ability to be successful learners. Discover the many ways we are reimagining school at www.lawrenceschool.org or by calling 440-526-0717. Lawrence School, where great minds don't think alike.
1: Okay, welcome back, and thank you for listening. Again, we're with our three um, academic coaches, life coaches from Life Success for Teens. So thank you again for being here. We're just talking about kind of being a teen, school, you know, academically, socially. Emotionally, mentally, all those kind of things that that go along with that. We talked about that it's it's tough today. You know, it's kind of it's tough. There are a lot of pressures um, to be a teen today. So that's what we're we're talking about. How about anxiety? And we're kind of jumping all over. But the, I know a lot of teens personally that they just really struggle with anxiety. You know, everything. It can be even just just, just everything, doing anything. Like you said, talking to a teacher, getting up in front of a class to do something or just, you know, anything like that. You know, I teach online and I have students that are great kids and they, um, they don't even feel comfortable calling you yeah. know, on the mm-hmm. phone. And I'm like, it's on the phone. I can't see <laughs> you. Nobody's looking at you. No, one's judging you, you know, that kind of thing. But they, and that's hard for me because I'm just opposite of that. Right, so right. I have to So at first I'm like, "What?" But then I just have to say, okay, that's just where they are. So we come up with another way to communicate, but it's, it's, it's real that, you know, some of them are
3: thinking like, well, what what happened? You know, why, you know, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I saw it a lot with one of my clients this past semester. It, it came out of her as she was making a lot of assumptions about her teachers. Like, well, he's not going to take that late assignment anyway. And I'm like, well, who's who's doesn't hurt to ask. Yeah. <laughs> who who said that he wouldn't? Yeah. Well, no, I, I just know he won't. And and I you know, you have to help them take a step back and say teachers are real people like <laughs> they yeah. want you to succeed at the end of the day. They want you to do well. They're not your enemy. So. Don't always think of them Great as reminders the enemy. For them. Yeah, they're not. they I mean, <laughs> nine and a half
1: out of ten, they're rooting for you, or right, even more than yeah. that, probably. They want right. you, like you said, to do well. They're on your
3: side. Yeah, and I mean, even me as a teacher, I was like, yeah. I don't, I, I wouldn't want one of my students to assume that I wouldn't take you know right. that assignment or not give them and maybe the, points the answers. In. No, but right, you have to ask. Right, you know, that kind of thing. At least
1: ask. Or now they can even email. You know, and and right. I've always told my kids, even my younger ones. My son, my one is too young, but, you know, you contact it. You email first. You know, I've always done that. You ask the teacher first. If there's something where I need to get involved, I will. But you take care of it. You Mm -hmm. try to take care of it. So I think maybe starting that when they're younger and then my daughter just always felt comfortable, you know, contacting her teachers first.
4: I would say that that's a really necessary skill that I notice Mm -hmm. um, that some students are lacking because parents in a loving way have tried to do that for them. Um, but it really is a crutch because then students, as they get older, especially in high school, um, you don't want to have your parents do that <laughs> all <No>. the time. <laughs> uh, so, but they don't know how to do it. That so, kind of, yeah, they don't feel comfortable doing yeah. it. So, it just doesn't, like you said,
1: they just don't ask the teacher. Then they have right. this assignment they just didn't turn in or whatever.
4: So, yeah. sometimes yeah. it's just kind of modeling or working through that with them little by little mm-hmm. and helping them build that confidence, like Kayla was saying, is you mm-hmm. just got to try it. And yeah, see what right. happens. It's not going to be as bad as you might think. Right.
1: right. Teachers, coaches, I'm always like, you you, t- you talk yeah. to them. You see what happens and mm-hmm. then let me know. And, and I can't even think of a time really maybe once where I've had to like kind of, not in a mean way, but just kind of like, oh, Indeed. there might be some miscommunication. Yeah. But you, most times it's totally fine. It works. They work it out.
4: Mm -hmm. One of my favorite things is um, we have college reps come to prepare a lot of our juniors and seniors as they're going through the process, and oftentimes they'll say, Please do not have mom or dad call our admissions office. This is your college acceptance <laughs> and that is the first time that I think they're hearing it from an outside perspective. The parents too need yeah. to hear that. Just yeah. as exactly. a reminder, like, "Oh." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or don't mom and dad try to write an email and under your oh, students name. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. it. <laughs> yeah, so as hard as it is for students, I think it could be equally as hard for parents to kind of take that step back and be Um, more of a support than the Mm -hmm. doer
2: of it. I think it's important to remember, too, that we have to meet our teenagers where they are. So if we have a kiddo who is scared to talk to their teachers and you just say to them, no, just go talk to them, they're not going to do it because that seems so far from where they are right now. And I'm going to steal a quote from one of our other coaches, Allison. She always says to her kids, I'm not going to make you eat the whole watermelon in one sitting. We're going to take a little slice, and then we're going to, you know, eat that slice, and then the next week we're going to work a little more, and eventually we'll have eaten the whole watermelon. (laughs) But what she means is she's going to say, okay, so if you're terrified to talk to your teacher or, you know, this college admission expert, what I'm going to have you do is maybe just make eye contact this week. Maybe next week it's just hey how was your weekend or you know if you're not comfortable talking let's draft an email together so it's just little baby steps to like get you from where you are to the next little point point. and then eventually get yeah. to what mom and dad
1: expect you to get to that's great mm-hmm. advice and I, i'm thinking of my son when you say that because my daughter my oldest daughter she was fine with that you you email you talk to yeah. me up she's like okay my son who's going to be in sixth grade like i'll say you ask you know mrs so-and-so who he has known i mean no no no, no just forget it's okay and he's not afraid he just i don't know really and so i tend yeah. to say like well then like you said you like okay it. then i guess you're not gonna ask her yeah. but now i see that's probably great i'm horrible no you're- <laughs> I know, i'm just kidding but <laughs> now, now i that. see that, that maybe there was something better i could have done like you said like okay From let's sit ground. down yeah. i'll help you with yeah. this email or like you said just kind of whatever it might be yeah. Yeah, a little baby steps baby rather steps. than just like nope you need to do it
3: or i've had students write me notes oh yeah <laughs> seventh graders write me notes and like slip it on my desk at the end of the period <laughs> i'm like okay i see you i got gotcha. you <laughs> i got you i'll <laughs> hey, respond tomorrow right right fold it up Check yeah here. circle. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mrs b okay oh yeah
1: that's uh but hey it's, <laughs> it's i mean something. like you, that's better than i guess not communicating yeah, and then maybe I mean, rather then than when hold, you write the back in. they see that you have that dialogue going mm-hmm. and that you're nice then they can feel comfortable, then they'll feel comfortable. with right. talking right. to right. you per, in, you know face to face right
2: that's yeah. good and cola you might see this in your line of work too i'm wondering if you ever get the kiddos who come in and they're so anxious about whatever it is like they're almost having a a panic attack. Right. You know, and it might not even be talking to teachers. It might just be something that happened right at that moment. Mm-hmm. And I'll I'll tell you one of my other favorite activities is talking about the things in that moment that you have control of and the mm-hmm. things that you don't have control of. And we even like make this Venn diagram of, you know, what you do, what you can control, and what you have say in. And that seems to really help calm these kids mm-hmm. just down and just kind of look at it in a in a different way and realize they don't have control over some things and we can't worry about that. And the things we do have control over, okay, so what's something we can do,
4: right? you know, That's to turn great. this into a positive. Right. Yeah.
1: right. So there's, you're getting upset about something you can't control and it's real to them. Yeah. But like you said, just looking at it. And I always say to my kids, like, we can't control their people. We can control right. how we respond to it, how we react. So let's focus on that. You know, like what you're saying. And unfortunately we can't control other people. Or a certain situation. So right. that that's great. Because like you said, yeah, I bet that does kind of calm them down for a minute. I remind myself of that. Worried. Yeah. So, yeah, right. Yeah. Totally. When Hit I'm it. in the moment. I really like, oh, wish okay. I could to- control everyone else. I try, yeah. but it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> doesn't always work. But no, I, I mean, really, like joking aside, that's great advice. And, you know, for, for kids and, you know, teenagers who yeah. you work with, just to hold on, let's
2: take a breath. I had a girl send me a text message of a Venn diagram of control and no control she made (laughs) after we talked. And I went, she heard me. She got it. And like that totally made my day because now she can use that like the rest of her life. Anytime there's an anxious situation for us. That's awesome. Yeah, that
4: is. And she will probably. That's great. Mm
2: -hmm.
4: I definitely think that students especially just need more um, coping strategies. So I will have kids come in my office and say, last night was terrible. I totally had a meltdown and I didn't study for my test that I have today. What should I do? So yes, you have to address what you should do right now, but taking a step back and reflecting on, well, what could have happened last night um, to really prepare yourself when they start to feel so anxious. Was it you know, you didn't give yourself enough time. You went to basketball practice. You hung out with your friends. You got home at 10 o'clock and had to start your studying then. So sometimes it's working almost backwards with them, too, to say, like, okay, we can address this situation, but when we plan for the next time something like this could happen, how can we prevent that? Let's have a plan of attack. Do you think in that situation, like, it's beneficial for them to kind of,
1: like, they failed in that situation, you know, like, do you think that's beneficial? Like, well, now you you see why and let's talk about what could have done or do you think that is more hurtful, you know, to them? I, I'm sure it depends on the kid I too. I do
4: think it depends on the kid and where they're at in that moment. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they'll come in and just be like completely frantic and you just have to calm them down and maybe talk to them about it next week or the next day. Um, but for other students, they come in just almost confidently saying, mm-hmm. I screwed up and I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they're ready to hear it, then I say address it in that moment. But, um, yeah, it's always about meeting them where they're at.
2: It's good. You know, another strategy that I'll mention, too, is a lot of our students, um, especially the kiddos coming into ninth grade, you know, they're so nervous about that big transition Um, and they don't have a lot of coping skills so when something goes wrong they don't know what to do other than panic so I've had a few kiddos where we make an actual like toolkit. So these are the things that I can turn to when I'm feeling stressed, when I'm feeling anxious. And it might be like an actual physical kit of things that they've put in, or it might be just like a list that they have, you know, in their book bag or in their phone, but it's just go-to strategies, you know, things I can look at, you know, my favorite quote, my favorite song, uh, go talk to a friend, whatever it is, but it's an actual toolkit. So it's something tangible or at least written down so that when they are feeling anxious, they know, okay, at least I can go to my toolkit. And then what type of tool works best for this situation for me? I like that.
1: Those are great strategies. Mm-hmm. That's a great tool. You know, just mm-hmm. to have, like you said, it's it's actually like a physical, tangible. They can yeah. look right. at it and, and and figure that out and help them calm down. And It like doesn't have said,
2: to say my stress great. kit. It doesn't right. have no, to be, doesn't, be like no, a <laughs> big right. glittery no letters, letters, my, kit, you
1: know? <laughs> my freaking out kit. Right. No, no, just a small. Right, but, but like you said, it can be however they do it, but it's something that they – can look at yeah. and they know it's there and it can just to remind them, just kind of bring them back, maybe centered, you Yeah, know, okay. It's
2: important to realize like they have to be the ones to help calm themselves. There's not always going to be somebody else to swoop in and save the day. So we have to instill in our teenagers that they do have the skills inside of them and they do have tools. They just have to know how to use them and what they are.
1: I like that. Not not to put you on the spot too much and flip it a little bit, but um but I will. But
2: <laughs> what do you have some like what
1: would you kind of say to parents? Since, you know, that's who who listening, we're kind of talking like of of teens, you know, Mm -hmm. that maybe they're saying, you know, my kid is anxious or they're just stressed or I feel like they're, they've taken on too much or whatever the situation, you know, you have all these different situations of kids that you, um, you know, you coach, what would you say to parents maybe to kind of, to help maybe avoid some of that or once it's happening, what are some
4: strategies parents can do? If you can think of, you know, I know I'm putting you on the spot a little bit. (laughs) That's Okay. So, well, one thing I would start off by saying is um, students and parents will toss around the word anxiety very frequently. So, recognizing the difference between this is more of a regular disorder that a student might be struggling with versus peaks of anxiety throughout so you're feeling anxious but yes. you don't have an anxiety clinical right clinical yeah. I like
1: that I'm glad you mentioned that because you're right and that is one of the words that is tossed right, around is. About, yeah. Like, yeah I have anxiety or my, my child, child has anxiety yeah. i a panic yeah. attack it's like well you're feeling nervous right. or upset about this
4: situation but it doesn't mm-hmm. mean you have exactly yeah. so I think for parents to recognize that too that you don't have to you know fly into your doctor's office and say like we need meds or we need a." Uh, an ongoing counseling session. Um, So just to not panic for a parent when they hear that. Um, But I think using your resources is one of the best things. Reaching out if it's a specific subject or a teacher that a student struggles with, making that connection or using their counselors, their school psychologists, whatever it may be at their school. Um, But keeping the conversation going with your kid is the biggest thing. So Mm -hmm. helping them also address and cope with whatever might be going on. So how do I handle this versus become paralyzed from it?
1: It's great advice. Don't panic yourself mm-hmm. as a parent. Right. You know, don't freak out. Just But keeping that conversation going, I really like that. Just having that open line of communication and having some right. tools, you know, like ready. And I like the kind of like to think ahead like with my kids like we could talk about or my daughter doesn't do it as much now but she used to do the what if you know what if yeah. this what if that." and so I and at first I would just kind of like oh oh please that's not gonna happen like that's you know it's and none of it was but I would and then I realized like okay she needs more than that like me blowing her off like that's not gonna happen <laughs> you know but so I would say okay let's say it does happen mm-hmm. let's say this does you know in my in my head I'm like oh this never you know but let's say it does what could you do? How would you deal mm-hmm. with it? What would we do? And then we would talk that out and then she was fine and she wouldn't bring it up again. Cause I think she just knew yeah. like, oh, okay, if that happened, here's There's what still we would do solution. and it would be okay. Yeah. And yeah. then that was the end of it. Yeah. Just to have a plan. Yeah.
3: And especially in terms of like academic anxiety and stress, um, you know, when a kid is kind of Um, a lot of the times when a kid comes to us, they're kind of falling off the wagon, you know, not reaching their full potential. And, um, the, the parent is feeling obviously stressed and lost because they can't fix their kid, um, And another thing that happens too is the kid is stressed because they feel like they're letting their parent down Mm -hmm. and they always feel like adding to their stress is hovering, you know, and you know, a lot, a lot of my clients this last year have been, um, where, they they lash out they end up lashing out at mom or dad whenever you know mom or dad reminds them to do this assignment or mm-hmm. that assignment and then everything is taken to a way more emotional and personal level yeah. and I I almost want to always say to the parent you know don't take everything so personally when your child is stressed great advice and just lashing out yeah. at you like Like I've gotten direct quotes of, you know, my kid said this and that was horrible and that's fine. But they were they were upset in the moment and they are probably not even still thinking about what they said to you. Mm -hmm. They were just seeing red in that moment. Um, So kind of just to stay calm in those moments of, you know, anger and stress and emotional turmoil that goes on when, you know, you feel like your kid is kind of falling. Yeah, like falling.
1: attacking you or not doing well. It's not, don't
3: take it personally if they're upset. Right. And maybe right. like
1: less hovering. It's hard because it's you know, so I'm sure hard. parents say like, but if I don't, they're not going to do it. They're going to, you yeah. know, they're going to flunk everything. Right. If, I, don't, if yeah. I weren't hovering, they would never get anything done. But then it's yeah. like, but then too much is too much as you guys have seen I'm sure all the time <laughs> so and it's true. well yeah. and w- with good intentions you know oh, it's absolutely. Like all good but but it's
2: just all good too much maybe and sometimes I'll even say to parents on the phone you know you probably say some of the exact same things that any of my coaches would say to you but it is so different coming from somebody who's not mom or dad so different because let's face mm-hmm. it you're mom and dad you're going to get the lashing out you're going to get the mm-hmm. raw emotion and it's putting somebody else in the equation that kind of takes that stress off. Right. Um, so, right. Yeah, yeah, poor mom and dad. a teen has heard that. <laughs> like right. kid
1: comes home and they're like, oh, so-and-so. And I'm like, "What? wait a second. You mean they said the exact same thing I said like a month ago? Oh, great. Right. Okay, good. But right. you have to just, yeah, you, and you can't take that personally. Coming back to that, you right. just right. know that, it's just a different voice. It's not mom. It's not dad. So yeah, but that's great. I'm I'm like, well, that's great if they gave the same advice because well, that was right. good advice. So as long as they uh, listen as as they to it, it eventually, right? You right. Know. So that's good. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. all good advice. I I have loved having you guys on, um, Coley, Kayla, and Natalie. Um, life success for teens, and I know that if I would have had you in high school, I would have had good grades. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there, so um, but I really appreciate you coming on, and really, I think what you're doing is is super important. Um, I really Thanks. do. You guys are awesome. And, and uh, we it love it. And it is very important. So thank you so much for coming on. How can sure. we find out um, more about you? How can the listeners find you and, and learn more about you?
2: Sure. Yeah, probably the best way would be on our website, which is www.lifesuccessforteens.com. We also have a free Facebook group for parents. So if you search on Facebook for Parents Raising Successful Teens. Um, you can find us there. Or you can email me directly at natalie at life for teenscom
1: Great. I hope that everybody awesome. looks you up and finds you on all these different ways, Facebook, email, you know, because it's it's great. And I think it's what you're doing is very um, needed Thank you. and beneficial. I really, really do. And, you know, I, I really do. I love high schoolers, and I think, like we talked about, yeah, it, it's tough. Awesome. And I think mm-hmm. anything that can help parents and help the teens just help any little help to be successful yeah. another voice and like i said your voices are ones that i would feel comfortable with my own kids hearing so thank, thank you thank for you. what you're thank doing you. thank you it guys takes a yeah it does <laughs> thank you so much for being here this episode has been sponsored by lawrence school where great minds don't think alike for the one in five children who have learning differences and attention deficits lawrence school is a transformative place that removes barriers to learning and unleashes their true potential discover more at lawrenceschool.org Thank you for listening to Apparently Speaking. Listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Find the podcast and much more at northeastohioparent.com. Like and follow Apparently Speaking on Facebook and email any questions, comments, or suggestions to podcast at com. And if you would like to be considered to be part of a future parent panel, email me at podcast at northeastohioparent.com.